And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and Streisand effect because Joey Dallin and I... Usually, we all get to talk together because we got stuff that's pissing us off. But they're not here tonight, so you get to hear me rant and rave with a couple of other folks instead. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Dribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. I know, I know. I missed part of my intro. There's a reason. Because I got a couple of things on my mind at the moment. I'll, I'll explain as we go along. Introducing you to uh, the shortened version for tonight. Apparently, we've got as many people as we have Celsius thermal units right now or something along those lines. Midwest of the U.S., Bridget, good evening. Good evening. And out along the coast where it's great to have crab cakes, I think. I don't I don't remember where the hell they are. Unredotech, hi. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. Something along those lines. Yeah, for, funny enough, you should say that because I was looking at a couple of things as far as to what am I going to try out to drink tonight? And I realized, oh, right, I don't have, um, I, I don't, I don't have the Guinness anymore because I used that up. So I've decided that tonight I'm going with the um, Brown Bomber Hard Cold Brew. I'll just get that out of the way right now. It's um, coffee, maybe. But no, no. I mean, well, it it does God, say this, that. This, this. <laughs> oh, yours is yeah. Mine actually does say uh, made with one hundred percent arabica coffee. I've noticed that a lot nice. of different brews where they mix stuff into them tends to be the arabica coffee bean that they use. I don't know why. There's so many other coffees that you could use to complement different flavors. I'm I'm just going to go ahead and go out on a limb on this one and say I would much rather have. Whatever this generic uh, coffee bean is, then civet shit. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, um. Civet shit is really expensive, too. I found a much smaller and properly sized glass tonight. So, ooh. See, I'm talking about things like, um. Wow. This looks like Yoohoo. Oh, God, it does. Great. Now I had a flashback to uh, Dodgeball when he uh, was brushing his teeth. The water was turned off, so he had to use the YouTube to rinse his mouth out, and he ended up swallowing the whole thing. Okay, then. You got to so, see the movie if you haven't seen it. It's a it's, it's good laugh. Remember, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Um, it. I hate to say this. It smells a lot like you already. <laughs> it tastes like you <laughs> well, was, apparently not <laughs> we'll find out in a second here we go remember t tasting it doesn't involve sticking it up your nose that's true and the cough that i've got is still from it's dry air the heater dries it out i haven't put a big pot of water on the stove to put humidity in the rooms whatever so oh yeah and properly so i am Oh, thank you. And I, I sincerely hope that I pronounced that correctly. And I'm not, I'm not screwing around. If I remember correctly, I think I did. You did. It's Lahayam. Yes, but the 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 guttural is uh, not oh. everybody does that. Some people do. Some people don't. Nobody's going to take offense to it unless they're a dick. 
I'll, I'll explain Seriously. in a moment why uh, why part of that is important to me. So, let's see. Okay. That does not taste like Yoo-Hoo, but it definitely tastes like it's hot, uh, not hot chocolate, but it, it tastes like it's chocolate milk, but done as if it were done with um, dark chocolate. Instead of milk chocolate mix. Is that a caffeinated uh, brew or is that just uh, coffee? It is uh, malt beverage with natural flavors and Arabica coffee. What's the alcohol content? Because right, I don't think it is. Uh, 4.2 by volume. Oh, God. That has less alcohol than a shitty beer. Yeah. <laughs> and let's face it, I've had some. So far. So, mm -hmm. yes, yes, you have. <laughs> here is that. Well, do you like it? That's the question. Yes. Is it good? Yes, so far. It's not beer. No, no, it most assuredly is not beer. But I'm also trying to figure out where am I should, where should I be expecting to taste the alcohol content, I think I kind of do, just a little bit. But do I actually like an alcoholic chocolate milk? A good take, buddy of mine. Take the alcohol out of this and just a a a, 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 a dark chocolate chocolate milk? I think I could actually get behind that. I'm sorry, a good buddy ahead. of mine really likes Long Island iced teas. Well, some people have... <laughs> whatever yeah so, some people like it some people don't mm. i can't have it because there are certain alcohols i just can't consume my body does my body rejects them um so he loves his long island iced tea i forget where he went but he had ordered a long island iced tea and he drank it and then he went back to complain well follow a, a nice complaint you know a civil not being a jerk okay and he, and he said, you know, the Long and Iced Tea tasted good, but there was no alcohol in it. And I said, have another one. And when you finish the second one, come back and say that again. <laughs> so he went and he had a second one. He came back and he ordered a third one. And he goes, I apologize for my earlier complaint. This is amazing. Couldn't taste the alcohol. They had it mixed perfectly. And there are some beverages that, regardless of the content, you know, how much alcohol it is by volume, that they're mixed so well that you can't taste them. Now, I'm not saying that's the case for you, but that's, like I said, really low, even for a beer. Yeah. So. Yeah, there is that. I, I, unless you drink like a dozen of those. And by then, you're going to be getting a hit from the caffeine more than from the alcohol. Probably. And yeah, yeah nobody needs me phasing through the floor. Kitty Pride does not need me to. I have not seen you on a serious caffeine dose before. That would be no. interesting to watch. No, it's it, it it's not. It it screws around with my. It, it really screws around with my emotional um, level. Oh, okay. It gets it gets really really weird. And it fortunately it doesn't happen often. It's just that when it does, it's not fun. Not by a long shot. Anyway, so we got all that stuff out of the equation. By the way, hi. Welcome to the show. I, yeah, it's good. It's good to be back with you guys. Uh, I did get a notice from my phone a couple of moments ago that there's a high wind warning 
in effect for my area of New York State. So if things get a little funky, I'm sorry ahead of time. We'll we'll see how things play out. So if we lose the stream, we blame the, we blame New York. Basically. Well, it's coming across from Canada, so you know we'll do that. Well it is La Nina year, so uh, and that. there was supposed to be that bomb cyclone snowstorm from hell. I guess we'll wait and see how this plays out. So, as always, anybody that is joining us live, thank you very much, of course. Take advantage of the live chat. Uh, I know for well that Stephanie is there, was there, might might have fallen back asleep, considering it's oh dark stupid in the morning. Be that as it may, we'll see. And those of you that are watching the show might recognize that I am, um, I am sans kappa right now. And there's reasons. One, normally I would be wearing the blue hat, but because it's the holiday season, I have the Santa pimp hat. The problem is I don't know where I put it down. I haven't gone anywhere, so I know where it's supposed to be. It's just that I've got a, not a large house, but I've got a, I've got a house. So it's question mark. Where the hell did I put it down? I don't know. I don't know. Figure it out from there. I know where I didn't put it. I didn't put it next to an owner hole because I don't own one. So screw y'all. However, I why did- not? That's like not owning a plumbus. Rick and Morty fans will get it. Columbus I, is an, is a, a make believe item from Rick and Morty. Uh, okay, I don't know because I've watched a couple of episodes because I was able to locate them so that I could try to figure out what the hell was going on and realized, mm, yeah, this is basically somebody doing stream of consciousness animation. And you know what? Mm, yeah, no, not my thing. Anyway, uh, so I oh. Stephanie, usually I'm blowing up ships at this hour and getting blown up. World of Warships. There you go. That's 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 good on you there. Cyberpunk. Excuse I me. did go looking up information in my calendar, however. So since I don't feel good putting on my blue hat when I would otherwise be putting on my good red Santa pimp hat, which, by the way, I did get to show some folks about, and they're just like, yep, that's a Santa Pimp hat. I decided that uh, for tonight's show, I was going to wear something that I have not, and it is technically, um, I got it from my maternal grandmother, who was from Italy. You have been touched by his noodly appendage. I am wearing my grandmother's colander. Because later in the week is the death of a one Mr. Hitchens. And I don't have a drink for him. I will have to see about that perhaps maybe next week. Because let's face it, getting out just so that I can get a little thing of Johnny Walker Black. Yeah, that's kind of frivolous. So I'm not going to put myself into that kind of... You get the idea. If it was any other time of the year... Maybe, but with the holiday shopping and people going around and, and um, I can send you a full bottle. No. See, the thing is, you take like your favorite barbecue sauce, put it in a pot, uh, a saucepan, hmm. add some Johnny Walker to it, and then uh, cook it so that the alcohol comes out and the flavors left behind it infuses the barbecue. So if you're a fan of 
like bourbon barbecue or whiskey barbecue things, things like that. It's perfect for that because it's the only way I can have whiskeys. Keep that in mind. I'm looking at the video trying to figure out how to, how to, how straight I can get this thing. And I have to remind myself that what I see on the screen is actually um, backwards for what's actually going on for me. It's kind of the way that it works. Anyway, and uh, Stephanie is saying uh, cyberpunk is too bloody for me. In World Warships, only ships get hurt, though some players sulk. Uh, yeah, it's also a little too, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, nudity glitchy, but we digress. So, you know, happy, uh, happy holidays to those of you with the Festival of Lights. Um, happy Hanukkah. The, um, uh, this this is a little bit of a side uh, a side trip before I actually get things you know properly started. When I was in college, the chorus that we had, and reminding you, this was a state school, state public school. We were tasked with singing a couple of songs that were religious in nature. Uh, very, uh, and I don't remember what the name of this piece was. But it was just for the men to sing. And our instructor explained to us about this particular piece. And he said, and um, um, of course, you know, I'm paraphrasing. It is a piece written in, some would call it 20th century style. It has influences of that. It is influenced by Hebrew. It is sung in Hebrew. And the introduction that goes along to it is an explanation of the people who were in the concentration camps in World War II. The types of people that they were and how they tried to survive their culture and their societal interconnections and their families. And I do not remember all of it, but I remember the opening. Because the orchestra that played in front of us, they were doing whatever the introduction was, and then they got to right before the men sang, because we got our pitches off of them. And if I remember correctly, it is one of the, for lack of a better way of putting it, highest prayers in Hebrew. And I will not sing it because I, I could not even sing it well even then, although I do sort of remember it. Shama Israel, Adonai. Adonai Echad Bivolevovho Uvemnashev Eloheho Bivolevovho Uvemnashev I have no idea why, up until this point, I can still remember the pitches, if not necessarily the the phonemes that are supposed to go along with it. But for those of you that are celebrating the Festival of Lights now, 
we may not share the belief in the religion, but we do share the feeling of family and community with you. To you. And I know full well that my pronunciation all these years later, oh God, that would have been what, 88? That would have been 88 or 89. No, it was 88. I have no idea what it was called. I don't remember what it was supposed to actually sound like. All I remember is that that story touched me and and when he explained what the song was and why it was included in the program, yeah, I didn't have any problem with that at all. So let me get everything started for tonight. <clears throat> well, I try not to have this dry cough in me again. So with uh, five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle starts right now, and it's called Dowsing. I actually uh, woke up this week too damned early in the morning, and I couldn't get back to sleep. So I came down here to the computer to write this because this was just banging on my head. I didn't pass economics classes in college. Truth be told, I was going to try to take both macro and micro economics at the same time. For anybody that's thinking about doing that for themselves, it's a bad idea. But there's a simple concept, that of the supply versus demand graph, that I still remember. It's like a pair of dowsing rods where companies try to figure out what the optimum price for them to sell a product or service to maximize their profits is. When I was at my first job, a locally owned pharmacy, yeah, I've, I've talked about it many a time before. I learned an expression, and I expect most of you have heard it as well. You get what you pay for. The funny part of that, you know, I learned that from my boss, and he was right. The sad part about it was he was shortly to become wrong. See, after 1980, or so, worker compensation stopped rising in relation to worker output, so people ended up with less spare money, less discretionary capital than they had before. But then inflationary effects creeped up and closed the gap between making a comfortable living and making a living. And then it closed to making a budgeted living, and then to making a budget, and to a budgeted living with external income. You know why the line, you get what you're paid for, was true? It's because if money was no object, people would rather acquire the best product to fill a need. Why buy, why buy a $15 pair of sneakers that you'll destroy in one summer when you could buy a set at double the price but are going to last you five years? Why buy a point-and-shoot 110 camera with a flash cube on top instead of a quality-built 35mm SLR? Why buy an inefficient, oversized, overweight, unreliable, and overpriced car when a far more efficient, smaller, lighter, more reliable, and reasonably priced car is available? 
right now, economically, that's where we've been shoved into a place where we don't have the ability to support each other's companies because we can't make enough in our own to have the discretionary capital to make those choices anymore. Am I advocating businesses should be allowed to go back to the same lack of regulation that existed back in 1980 so that wages can be reset? Of course not. Businesses continued to make profits year after year, even after new regulations had been put in place. Regulations for workers' safety, public safety, environmental protection, ecological protections, consumers' protections. I didn't learn much from the short time I was in economics classes in college. But I did learn one thing. When you use dowsing rods as your sole metric in economics, you'll end up the same way all other dowsers are. Eventually out of business. Business. Economics. It's not a simple how much can you charge for how much can you sell? It's not a simple X and Y. It never has been to use the meme. It's a whole. It's the whole of society. It's not just the, mo the money model. It's about who can get what. If you have it in such a way that people can't get stuff. The best that they'll be able to get is crap. And if you keep marketing crap because that's all people can afford, you want to go ahead and say that you've got the best economy in the world? I'm going to say that's crap. You want good innovation? Then actually step up. You want to make things better? Start with those that are the biggest influence. The people. Right now they need the help the most. And you're refusing to do it. Am I picking on businesses? Sure. Am I picking on government agencies? Well, let's save that for another time, huh? This is episode 341 on the docket runner, refusing a seat at the table. Now, I put in the show notes that we've got uh, several items in the news. And as much as I don't like to do the news, I kind of have to talk about the news because, wow, you want to talk about unprecedented stuff going on right now? Oh, yeah, that's, um, yeah, we've got some unprecedented stuff going on and it's it's worth talking about. Before we go ahead and jump into the horrible scopes, because I've actually got those this week. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm doing much better. Thank you for asking. I did go look up information on Rafe Badawi's condition. We have no new information, unfortunately or fortunately. So as of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been eight years, five months, 27 days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. So with that out of the way, I think I need to get you a... Uh... Do you need the link to pull up the horrible scopes? 
I don't think I ever bookmarked it. I uh, got it up. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, paste a copy in the chat, and I'll take it over from you. Pretty sure that's it. Yes, yep. there you go. Woo, tiny URL to the rescue. Yes. For those of you that don't know, tiny URL is exactly as much as we need to spend because, oh my God, that is a great service. Thank you. And I, I, I like that better than Bitly. Mm-hmm. Does Bitly still exist? You know what? I don't care. Yeah, they Doesn't still matter. exist. Oh, yes. good. A lot of things still exist. Yeah, like Bing. Like, like did you know that open pit barbecue sauce now is three flavors? That stuff's been around since, like, my grandmother's time. And it's good. I actually saw somebody post something. Uh, I'm used to seeing people say, well, I googled for whatever. And then somebody put that they binged for something. And the first when I read it, I thought it said binged. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. Why you would use Bing? I have no idea. Why don't you just go ahead and use Ask Jeeves while you're at it there? There you go. Northern Lights. Use use Veronica, okay? You want to really show your Greek cred, use Veronica. Not Dogpile? Well, don't forget, Ask Jeeves is still around. It's just now Ask.com. Oh. Uh, so it's still there. I wonder okay. if Metacrawler still exists. I don't know. But if I use Bing, I would never admit it in public. I'm just they made it look like Google. Because of course they did. It's entirely possible Google bought it just under the table. I wonder about Alta Vista. Alta Vista's still around. Holy (gasps) crap. I remember that one. I used to use Alta Vista. Actually, clicking on it, it redirects to Yahoo. Of course it does. (laughs) Northern Lights. Yeah, we'll do. You know what? Another night, another night. Okay, Yahoo bought it out in 2003, that's why. Of course. I used to use AltaVista for a lot of technical searches back in the day, because it was good for it. Yeah, I used to use it, too. It's worthwhile. Mm -hmm. So, (coughs) excuse me. So, let's go ahead and give you guys your horrible scopes for this week. Please remember, if you know what your astrological sign is, great. If you don't, just roll a D12, ask your device to do it for you, and just pick it up from there. Doesn't really much matter. Get your rolling over here. So, Aries, it's December, so you need to remember to keep all the receipts and the boxes and the packing material. Because you know, as soon as you give the toy to your cat, they're just going to play with the boxes and the packing material. You're going to need the receipt to remember when you bought the thing in the first place. Not wrong about the cats. Oh, I know. Bridget? I wasn't sure who was going next. Taurus. Life moves a lot slower when it has to ice its knees every hour. So go out there and Tanya Harding today so hard you can get ahead. Ask your parents who Tanya Harding is. (laughs) That's wrong. I don't think so. (laughs) Gemini, congratulations. Baked goods are in abundance for you this week. You finally figured out how to get your sourdough bread started without killing it. Damn sight better than that hermit crab you tried to raise when you were seven, huh? Yeah, that one strikes a little too close to home for me. Ask me about that sometime. Don't do not do that. Cancer Moon Child, we have good news and bad news 
for you this week, Cancer. First, the good news. Money is your friend. The bad news is you don't have any friends. Except for that tree in your backyard that you put the googly eyes on. Mr. Ash, back there, he still likes you. Leo, you have a strong sex drive because it gives you an excuse to smoke. Come to think about it, our parents and grandparents used to smoke all the time. Indoors, outdoors, at work, in bars, on planes. The 40s through the 80s must have been swingers heaven. Not a mental image I wanted. You're welcome. Virgo, you will have an amazing, insightful, and life-changing conversation with a stranger this week. And it won't cost you $60 an hour. Who knew a Megal was still a thing? Yeah, it still is. Kids, ask your parents who Omegle was. <laughs> Libra! Kids should not be on Omegle. Libra, we heard you got yourself a job without us this week. Good job. No pun intended. Fair warning, you will fall asleep in a teleconference meeting and snore like a leaf blower. At least your supervisor will come to your defense, reminding HR that nothing in the rule says you need to be conscious for a mandatory meeting. Take this as a warning, though. Have you been piggybacking off my video conferences? Scorpio, Venus is making itself felt in your pants today. And we know Venus is the name of your bearded dragon. Just because it bobs its head at you doesn't mean it's agreeing with you. It's challenging you for dominance of the house. Just wave your hands and back away slowly. I'm about to read. I'm sorry. Sagittarius. We hate to be the ones to tell you this, but... Uh, where are you? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm reading. I'm on track. You're not. Yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, Dallin, you got to fix that one in post. Me, me, me. Sagittarius. We hate to be the ones to tell you this, but your pet humps your pillow when you're at work. The fact that your pet is a 40-year-old pet, 45-year-old pet rock, that's what confuses us. Yeah, maybe I should have put 45-million-year-old. I don't know. Whatever. It is what it is. Capricorn. Keep calm this week. Remember, you can only solve one problem at a time. You can either find X or solve a problem like Maria, but you can't do both at the same time. Unless Maria is someone's ex, of course. (laughs) The fact that the older folks on this group are the ones who are laughing the hardest, that says something. (laughs) Kids, ask your parents to explain those to you. Jeez, now I can't read. Yes, you can. (laughs) Well, you start with the letter A and end with Z. Quit your job. Who needs that crap? Just relocate yourself into the hills of Saskatchewan next to a lake. Build a water wheel for electricity. Run an antenna into a nearby tree for TV and radio signals. And bring a bow and arrow to hunt dinner with. Maybe an axe for firewood. And a TV. And a radio. 
and light bulbs. On second thought, just keep the job. Scanning walleye ain't the most pleasant of experiences. And by the way, as as an aside, I, I had completely forgotten. It is actually possible, believe it or not, to tap a fairly long nail into the middle of a tree, connect it with a piece of wire, and use the tree as a receiving antenna. It's not perfect, but as they say, it's BTN. It's better yeah, than ham nothing. radio enthusiasts hate that. I uh, hate when you know that trick. <laughs> yeah, you can't transmit it through it, but damn it, you can listen. Well, if you put enough power, the tree might explode, and you might get a signal for a brief moment. <laughs> yes, and it'll sound like oh, <laughs> Pisces. You know what you need this week to make yourself feel better? A new skirt. So go get some black flats, calf-high argyle socks, and a good formal shirt and a jacket, and a knee-length wraparound skirt that goes all the way over your shoulder. Sorry, we meant a kilt. Buy a kilt for your next formal event. Who's going to question it, right? Fun fact, I own a kilt. Old style. I actually have to pleat it myself and everything when I before I put it on. So long as you don't have a Catholic school jacket to put on top of it, I don't care. And those are your horrible hey, scopes for this week. Stay out of my uh, uh, fanfic. <laughs> those of you that are enjoying them, good. Those of you that don't, you can bribe me next time and maybe I'll be nicer to you. Don't count on it, though. But we'd really love your money, so give, give, me, your, give me your money. <laughs> People actually give you money? And I... Well, they give me a piece of their mind, and you can you can sell that shit on the black market if you try really hard. I'm gonna say I. Well, black and white market, but for, that's from 1975, and you need to get somebody with really big googly eyes and a hump. So you know, whatever, It'll work from there. Okay. So, what we're talking about tonight? Bridget and I got to uh, got to kind of starting on this a little bit. There is news. I don't like to talk about the news, but there's news. There are a hundred and how the hell many was it again? A hundred and twenty six Republicans in the House here in the United States. There were eighteen. States Attorneys General. And yes, I said that pronoun, I, I pronounced that correctly. States, yeah. states, S apostrophe, attorneys, S general. For those of you that know who Victor Borga is, you appreciate that right there. Ah, <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> they, um, these people have decided that they are going to continue to basically put out slap lawsuits to try to overturn the election results. The election results, which are going to be basically handed in to the government come Monday when the Electoral College meets. Now, 
Say what you will about the Electoral College, and Lord knows we've said enough to fill an entire Power of Ten episode about them. It is a system that we've got to work with right now. To that end. After tomorrow, it's a done deal. However, there is a very large calling for people in the government to not seat those people that signed on to the bill that basically said, we don't want to accept the election results. We want you to just give us a participation trophy because we showed up and we want to have the award that says, yes, we're number one. And effectively stage a, what's the expression for it? A bloodless coup. Mm-hmm. Am I being hyperbolic about this? Only just a little bit, believe it or not. Just a little bit. And part of the thing is, and this is what uh, this is what Bridget and I were talking about uh, be- before you got in with us, uh, Tech. The question of whether this qualifies for these eighteen states' attorneys general and these 120-plus legislators who have gone ahead and petitioned the Supreme Court of the United States of America, the overriding body of our federal government here, to overturn the election results as certified by four specific states. Those being, just just we've got them all over here, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, in the hopes of overturning the election so that his royal trumpetness can keep his seat. So the question is, these groups who are going ahead and saying, well, we should overturn other states? Because these lawsuits are not coming from inside of the states. They're coming from outside states like Texas, for one. And these legislators, should they be refused to be seated for Congress when it comes back? Should they be kept out for basically, I don't know if dereliction of duty is the right thing, but most assuredly for giving up their oaths of office? You know, there's um there there's they're they're actually referencing section three of the fourteenth amendment about this. Yep. Yes, they are. By any stretch, do you have that happen to have that uh, there to, yep, to read? I put off? A, a link in the, the DM section for the show notes. And what what it says specifically, now this is from um the website constitution.congress.gov. And um so you can actually browse the entire uh, constitution and all the annotations and amendments and everything from that website. Um, Section three of the 14th amendment specifically says, and I quote, no person shall be a Senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office civil or military 
under the United States or under any state who have previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature, legislature, sorry, I always screw up saying that. It's okay. Or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. So in other words, if somebody is found to have committed that kind of insurrection or rebellion or whatever, if two-thirds of the house say, we're going to choose to ignore that, then it can be ignored. But without that vote, it can't be ignored. Now, here's where it gets to be a little bit interesting. And this is a piece that uh, we didn't, we didn't discuss ahead of time. And, uh, Bridget, I want to, I want to get your, your, your piece on this. Knowing full well that we are not, we are not, uh, proficient in law. Just so everybody understands. So we are lay people talking about this. It's saying that you can remove someone with a two thirds vote. But there's nothing there that says that someone has to be let in in the first place. You could theoretically, somebody might. Um, did I hear you correctly? <clears throat> you said it, they can remove somebody by a two thirds vote. They don't. No, no. They need the two thirds vote to have that person remain. According to this. Right. Congress may. Through using a vote of two thirds of the house, remove such disability. In other words, oh, right. Oh, 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 oh. okay, okay. In okay. other words, okay. if um, let's say I was uh, one of these people oh. and they called me to be removed from my seat because I broke this rule, and two thirds of the house didn't want me to leave, two thirds of the house vote for me to stay. This section three no longer applies to me. Okay, okay, right. Yeah, I, I, okay, I miss. I misunderstood that at the time. All right. Yeah. So it's, I apologize for stopping you, but I, it was like, no, nope, you're right. right. You're right. You're right. And, and good, good for you to stop me. Thank you. That's, that's exactly how this should work. So that kind of short circuits where I was going because I was thinking it was the opposite way that if someone was found guilty of that, that they would be kicked out, but you would need a two thirds in order to do that. I, I had it backwards. That's what happens sometimes. All right. So, and one of the people leading the charge behind this, by the way, is hmm. Bill Pascrell, if uh, Junior, assuming I said his name correctly, uh, in a Twitter post as well as actually reaching out. He's called on the House leaders to refuse to see any members trying to overturn the election, um, and he cited this uh, uh, section of this amendment. Yep. So. Let me let me slightly modify what I was going to ask you then, Bridget. If the point of it is that they have to be uh, – tech double check that. Did it say that they had to be convicted of? No. Um, it just said shall have engaged. If they, in. Right. If they've engaged in insurrection or rebellion against basically their own peer group. Okay. Or anybody within the government or military. Okay. Or even they may themselves not have done it, but they've given support to those who have. Okay. So right. being that the 
the quote unquote due process of law piece does not come into play here. And it can, mm-hmm. it can simply be demonstrated as, well, by, uh, I don't know, um, actual investigative journalism, for instance. An investigation that actually shows that it is. Something tells me that, um, there's going to be a lot of very unhappy people when they go ahead and pull this one out and say, um, yeah, you don't need to go through the courts for this. We have, the, <laughs> we have the paperwork that says this is what you did and this is exactly this. And, um, you got to try to be nice, nice with two thirds of us if you want to keep the job. That, uh, that sound about right so far to you? Well, it does. And especially since they're outlining the other part that, you know, the houses can choose their methods of, you know, how they want to keep people. Um, go back and look at this again, but it was, <sighs> I lost it. Hello. Trying to read this on the fly too. Yeah. This is what happens with a live show folks. Yeah. Where's his tweet? Um, but where he was referencing, what was it, uh, Article 1, Section 5 of the Constitution gives each chamber the ultimate authority to, to decide its membership. I mean, they can do what they want. I Use can see ch- where the, the you know, House Speaker could just say, okay, I'm just not going to seat you because you're assholes, and here you go. But this particular case, you use the, uh, the one-two shot of that, and... Okay, we're not going to seat you. Why? You going to play partisan politics with us? No, we're going to use this other uh, this other piece over here that says, yeah, if you're being seditious, yeah, no, you're out. Oh. Okay, well, I mean, they're supposed to take an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution. And that's why- And if f- they're trying to subvert it, then um, that's not, <laughs> you know, you can't try to subvert the Constitution while you're trying to take an oath to uphold it. So yep. That, yeah, it's a problem. Yep. And and that's why and, and I'm gonna kinda put this to both of you on this one. That's why for me, when I kinda heard about how this was playing out, and I, I didn't know about this I didn't know about this law this this way it's supposed to work, because I will admit I have not read through the entirety of the Constitution to that depth. I will admit it. And I don't feel bad about that. Because there is a lot of it that is very, uh, anyway, I feel so hard to interpret anyway when you read it. it. It It is. It's like trying to read legalese. It's just, ugh. To a, to a certain degree, yeah. So here's the thing. For me, I have, I feel some measure of sympathy. Some, minuscule that it might be, some, for those for whom this, this choice to, to sign on to this petition was perhaps peer pressure and they have never been in office before, any office before. And it was a really bad choice because they buckled under peer pressure from the Republican Party versus 
anyone that has ever held any governmental or military position before, those people, not only do I not have sympathy for, not only do I have zero sympathy for, I have a negative sympathy for at that point because they knew full well or should have the oath that they took prior. And as far as I'm concerned, those folks should be booted, not just on their ass, but on their ear. Yep, and we're looking at you, Kevin McCarthy, Jim Jordan. Oh, let's just call it, let's just call a spade a spade, shall we? It's effectively the entirety of the Republican Party. And I know for well that I am painting all Republicans with that brush, even though there are a number of local, not local to me, but local level or even county level Republicans who are still, <coughs> excuse me, who are still ultimately good people with good aspirations, with good heart with good empathy, with good vision, but with a different methodology that they would like to get to where their vision would be taking them for the country, for the betterment of all. Because remember, not all Republicans are conservatives, evangelical, conservative evangelicals, dominionists, theocrats, or complete cult of Trumpists. Some of them are just people who have a different methodology that they want to use economics at. And those, and the ones who have actually said, uh, no, this is wrong. Thank you. You are people that I can actually get behind and respect. Not always agree with, but respect. What's interesting is that if you look at the at it from a, a different vantage point and a different what if, assume for a moment that there was a Democratic president doing what Trump is doing. Oh God, yeah. And and the Democrats were doing the same thing that the Republicans are doing. But instead of making the Republicans just like the Democrats, the Repu keep the Repu Republicans the way they are now, they would be demanding, you know, the heads of everybody. They would be demand be using every letter of the law to get them out in a heartbeat. And they would succeed because, you know, they're majority right now. But, you know, when they're doing it, oh, it's okay because it's, you know, it's do as I say, not as I do. So. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's insane. But I'm also reminded of something else. You know, when you say that, oh, you know, this person who took office, they don't know it. You know, they're just going along with the group think and all that. Yeah. But ignorance of the law does not absolve you from the consequences of breaking the law. Yeah. And I, I just, uh, I just wrote that so that I didn't, I didn't, I didn't lose it because I wanted to. I wanted to drop oh, that for you. Yeah. The letter a lot against it. Yeah. Yeah. And let's face it. 
when the Republicans have been in power most recently, especially currently. Why has it been that way? For the most part, and I don't seem to have a problem with saying it, it's because they've cheated their way. They've gamed the system in order for them to be able to do that. How? You can't go ahead and cheat at the polls. That gets caught, eventually. You can't do enough of it to really make a difference, because if memory serves, there was a point zero zero something number of incorrect ballots that were cast. You can't make a real difference. But if you change where the lines are on the playing field, then... Gerrymandering. Or not, or not gerrymandering. No, that's right. Oh, yeah, okay. Gerrymandering. Yeah, okay. If you go ahead and you take a look at the number of people that are covered under each of these legislative districts, you will start to realize that there are fewer and fewer in the Republican districts than there are in the Democratic districts. I can't imagine why that might be. One would expect that if everything is kind of even-steven, it should be kind of even-steven across the state, if not across the country. But oh, no. You go ahead and you take a look at some of these legislative districts, uh, especially around in Texas. You see these things that look like there's some kind of weird-ass barbell, because you've got a you got a section over here, and then you've got a little strand that comes up and around this way in the big clunking thing over there. Why? Because the legislative district follows along one highway. And it's bullshit, and we know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, even Arnold Schwarzenegger has called out against gerrymandering. Yep, and rightly so. Yeah. He, um, there's a lot of things that need to go, not just gerrymandering. There, there's a lot of loopholes. Um, we have the house, uh, not the, uh, we have the, um, Senate. No, damn it. Um, with the election, the, uh, the ones that are about to sign, uh, all the, uh, results, uh, the electoral college, electoral college. Thank you. My brain farted. No uh, gerrymandering needs to go. The electoral college needs to go. There's a lot of things that have been, even my parents' generation back when they were young were saying needed to go because they were being used and abused. Um, hell, I found out uh, from my folks that there has been long been talk about having two presidents, one who focuses on foreign affairs and one who focuses on the home. And when it comes to things that affect both equally, they work together as a team. And I was like, Wow, I thought that was a relatively new concept. I was like, nope, it's been around for a while. Um, doesn't get a lot of uh, news or anything because, you know, it's kind of an advanced concept compared to just getting rid of the electoral college and having one person, one vote. Um, so there, there's a lot of things that could change and make the scales balance in favor of the people over those who are just out for power. But you have too many people in power who want to keep their power or gain more of it. Um, you have a lot of um, 
you have a lot of uh, lobbyists who are paid off by different groups, different organizations, different companies that um, spend a lot of money to uh, get uh, the politicians to vote in their favor instead of your favor. Um, yeah, let's just call it just, what it is, legal bribery. Yeah, it, it really is. It is legal bribery. Lobbyists need uh, – and that's the other thing. Um, in addition to uh, bribery through the lobbyist system, how about getting rid of uh, the ability to uh, donate money through companies? Oh, my company is a, a person. It should be able to donate god-awful amounts of money. Well, let's get rid of that. But yeah, because companies are people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you and so much for that ruin. It, it's just, it, it sucks. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to say it. And it's got nothing to do with the alcohol because there's l very little. Um, by the way, yeah, I am actually liking this stuff. This is, this is really interesting. Uh, so I, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to say it. Uh, Hobby Lobby, you guys are cordially invited to go suck a dick. There you go. Just put that out there. Well, mainly because you guys, you know, you, you want to go ahead and you want to lobby for um, not being able to pay for, uh, I, I don't know, birth control. You know what? You go ahead. You you guys go ahead and suck a dick. You don't have to worry about birth control at that point. So there you go. Problem solved. You're welcome. I'd say it for uh, for uh, uh, Chick Fil A too, but you know what? Nah, I don't. I don't want to be bothered. I'll get them separately uh, eventually on my own. That's a whole other thing. So, I, you know. I've not been someone who has followed along with politics for the vast majority of my life. But holy smoke, what is going on now? It is, it is not hyperbole for me to say that, you know, this is insane. This is absolute madness. This is the kind of thing that you know, they, they say, you know, this is the kind of thing that happens only in third world countries and, you know, kangaroo courts and that kind of thing. Why? All these guys, uh, you know, for, for the last four years, he's your president now. Just suck it up, buttercup. What's wrong with you? He's, you deal with it. Just, just accept it and get over with it. Um, yeah, but none of us were, killing people over it we're in spray painting you know stuff all over the place meanwhile there are effigies of barack obama being hung and set on fire guys really you went ahead and you had an absolute shit fit because he asked for a type of mustard when he went out to go get something to eat one time for wearing a suit that wasn't charcoal? You remember tan suit gate? 
the frick, people? Oh, uh, you know, like the regular too. I don't get it. I honest and truly don't get it. And I don't expect, you know, the rest of us do either. But um, Stephanie had it right. And and forgive me for taking a while to get to this. I, I needed to find a way of getting it in here. And it's true. It's long gone time that they suffered the consequences of their actions. No kidding. Isn't that the biggest problem of it all? There's just been no consequences. And there have been too many groups who have gone ahead and said it. Well, the Republicans are going to go ahead and get away with whatever the hell it is that they're going to get away with because the Democrats can't be, they can't be arsed to just even slap them on the wrist. What are they going to do? Tear up another piece of paper? What are they going to do? Tell them that they should be nice and stop being naughty? No. No. They need to When you have an do. entire group, you know, when, when you have a group that looks at you and goes, well, you're telling us we should play by the rules when we tell you to uh, go suck a dick. Uh, go, f- go fuck your feelings. You know that too. Um, at that point, you, respect is gone. Okay, um, respect is earned. Uh, treating somebody like a, a with human decency that should usually be a given. But here you have a group that has is showing neither respect nor human decency. Why are we showing them anything in return? Well, and, and, and I hear this response to that question before. And the common response I hear is because we're better than that. Well, being better than the guy who just put the bear trap out on my front porch and me getting my leg caught in it and him laughing his ass off. Uh, it, that doesn't mean that I shouldn't sue the guy or, you know, if had weapons on hand, might use them to reciprocate. Uh, that's also not civil, you know, uh, discharging firearms and property, things like that. That tends to be illegal. Um, but yeah, I could take, uh, action against the guy who put the bear trap on my, on my porch. Even if I didn't get hurt by it, I can take that guy to court. He's obviously intending to me to do me harm. Am I going to be the better guy and not do it? No, I'm not going to be the better guy and not do it because that's not being the better guy. This guy obviously thinks that he's going to get away with this kind of behavior. He may have already gotten away with it before. And if he gets away with it now, he's probably going to do it again. And that's exactly what we've been seeing with the Republicans. That's exactly what we've been seeing with the majority of that party. And that's what we've been seeing with a lot of Americans. Oh, I'm not going to wear my mask correctly because I'm not going to get in trouble for it. Oh, I'm not going to... uh do uh, social distance because I'm not going to get in trouble with for it. Well, you know, sure they did this, that, and the other thing. And then when they get in trouble, what do they do? Here's my guns. Here's my tiki torch. I'm going to come burn down your house and kill your family and uh, call to arms on Twitter and stomp somebody's private property and, and threaten their children. Or uh, like that one guy out of Florida, you know, um, didn't like the fact that a uh, former uh I forget what the woman's former position with the state was, but uh, she was pulling standard COVID data that wasn't housed by the state systems 
because she had already lost her access to the state system. So she was just using the generalized data that was being released to the general public, but she was putting it in a very beautiful uh, a setup that made it easy to understand on a website that she was running. And because of that, they pointed and they had a warrant and uh, ended up pointing guns to police that, you know, were serving the warrant, ended up pointing guns at her kids. Yep. That's great. not playing nice. That's not being a decent human being. That's not being humanist in nature. That's not even being a good Christian, you assholes. Well, I, I can tell you this. If somebody doesn't do something now, it's going to embolden the next person. And they will be able to pull this off and get away with it. And, you know, I, I understand that people want, you know, unity and peace and all that stuff. But looking the other way is not how you're going to get it. And, and these people who want to go along to get along, I can tell you just from <clears throat> watching events from today, that's not going to work either. Yeah, hold, right. that, hold that thought one second. Because I, uh, there was a piece that I wanted to kind of cling into this. There is also a quote-unquote second million MAGA march. Yep. Yeah. Million people. Uh-uh. It's not a million. Not even close. Not even close. How was it? like one million moms that tried to boycott the television series Lucifer, and it turned out that they hadn't even had like a thousand women. But there are enough people now that are, you know, wanting to stir some shit up with the GOP. So the monster that they created is turning on them. Yeah. Uh, there's two pieces about that. One, that monster that is turning on them. We've seen this once before with the Tea Party. That mm -hmm. didn't exactly work out as a, we're going to clean the GOP, but it nope. definitely, it definitely it changed, over. it definitely changed the tone oh, of them and made oh, it yeah. even worse. Yeah. But item two, this supposed second million MAGA march, if you watch how these people were comporting themselves, Bridget, I need a little um, medical ethics on this one. Is it wrong for me to look at these groups and just think a couple of weeks, the problem will have solved itself because these people will have infected each other to such an extent that they're just going to solve themselves. Yeah, but the but the thing about it is they're taking other people with them. I know. Um, of course, they were congregated together, not masked, but and screaming it, and screaming, and which that. makes it even when, worse. But when it started getting dark, people started getting stabbed, and there's even a couple of police officer officers that were injured badly enough that they had to be taken to the hospital. I mean, shit is getting out of hand. And then you have the Proud Boys, you know, screaming at the cops. Now you've got enemies on both sides of the aisle. So, and then watching Parlor blow up last night. Oh, my God. There's some seriously unhinged people. 
And I hope the FBI is keeping tabs on him, you know, because when you start talking about assassinating Supreme Court justices, that's pretty serious. Well, they they went ahead and they wanted to assassinate uh, a a state mayor, governor, sorry. And where was the FBI and all that? Where where the court cases for that? I'm still waiting. I mean, yeah, but but, you know, saying that the, you know, SCARDIS people don't have bulletproof robes. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, openly, just, eh. So, one of the things that the GOP tends to have a lot of type of supporters are the ones who not only like guns, but, and I'm going to be very uncouth here, they get a hard-on for their guns. They're gun worshippers. They, they love their guns. Call it what it is. sex with them, they probably would. They're ammo fetishists. So anyway, there's a lot of them that are attracted by the GOP side. And the GOP makes sure to attract them by making sure to constantly point out that the Democrats want to take away their guns. Mm -hmm. The Democrats want to take away your gun rights. They want to take away your guns. They want to take away your rights. It's like, um, I have to register my car. I have to register a lot of things that are not weapons. And I still have to register them. I still have to pay fees and licensing and things like that. And why would I have a problem registering my gun? And the, the standard concept is, well, if you register a gun then and the government comes to knocking on your door, they're going to know exactly what type of guns you have and how many of them. It's like, and my counter argument to that has always, has continued to be, listen, asshole, if the government comes to your door and they think that you have guns, they're going to bring more guns than you could possibly fit in your basement and the amount of people who are protected in body armor to come take them from you to use them and you and your wife or whoever and your couple kids are not going to stop them if that if that ever were to happen the thing is it's not going to happen like that okay and as far as you having guns and registering them, if you think about it, it's a good thing because if it gets stolen, you can report it. And when they find it, they don't uh, think that you're the one who committed murder with it. But the fact remains is that a lot of those gun nuts, when they hear their rights are being taken away by such and such Democrat or Supreme Court justice, and guess what? They don't wear body armor when they go out in public. It gives them ideas. And potentially leads them down a very dark path. What I thought was kind of interesting or kind of comical today, in a way, was there was, I'm not sure how large the group was, because, you know, press always overestimates how many people are there. But the uh, Jericho March thing really cracked me up. And I'm not sure if you know what that is or not. I kind of saw a little bit about that. Well, we might have watchers who haven't heard about it at all, so let's just assume we are ignorant of it. Go for it. Okay. Anyway, the you know, kids. cool story of Jericho kids. was marching around. Huh? Yeah, kids, pull out your Bible. Read along with yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, 
they were trying to, I guess, reenact the story of the walls of Jericho falling. And so there was a bunch of people that were marching around, you know, the Supreme Court building seven times to try to make it fall down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they didn't have chauffeurs to go along with that. So. Well, probably not. And I'm pretty sure that the Supreme Court building is still standing. So we're safe. Pretty sure. There's a reason why it's called fiction. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's gauche. You you're not supposed to say that, even if it is true. No, but but the March thing was just really funny. It's like, yeah. where is your God now? I, yeah, I do want to blame the science fiction channel for this crap because when they talk about like um, ancient aliens, did ancient aliens give the people in the Bible magical horns that were some kind of technology that played sonic vibrations to cause the walls to fall down or, you know, and they go on and on about this crap. And I was like, um, this is supposed to be the science channel, not the ancient history that never freaking happened channel. Yep. Mythology channel. If I want to watch mythology, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll turn on uh, Disney and and find stuff for that. By the way, for the record, by the way, in one hour, I finished my drink. And oh, I, liked it. I, I I actually did. You did so, like it? Yes. So for anyone that wants to uh, check it out for themselves, if you can find it, it is Brown Bomber, Hard Cold Brew. Uh, the can is uh, 11 ounces. 325 mils for those of you that use like real measurement systems. And, um, yeah, that's, that was actually pretty good. That was surprisingly and good. It doesn't I'll give a second, doesn't a feel second alcoholic, really. Yeah. I'll give a second recommendation. Uh, for anybody that wants to basically make their own, uh, get a bottle of Stoke, S T O K, which is a cold brew, uh, coffee and get the extra bold, which is unsweetened. Mix in whatever blend of milk and chocolate syrup that you like to get it to where you like it to be a mocha and make about two cups of the stuff and then put in um, two full shots. Uh, Well, I don't mean like two full shot glasses, like either fill up the shot glass all the way or fill up halfway twice of your favorite vodka and... It's amazing. Uh, it doesn't, you know, there's a hint of alcohol in there. It gives you the nice coffee. It gives you a little bit of the, the alcohol and it just overall tastes very pleasant, uh, especially if you're doing it at home. Yep. And just so I can say it over there, doc. Hi. Yes, it is a colander because, um, wax Christ- in Christopher Hitchin. wax, wax on. No, he's never he's never had to deal with that one before. That's 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 no. Yeah, that's yeah, good. no, no. I, 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 that's why I said I'm sorry, dude. Mentally, I'm only like I know this many. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. So I'm the- not the guy who's going to show up at a political office holder's house with a gun. I'm the one who's more likely to send them an email or a handwritten letter saying, look, I don't like what you did. Okay. That's me. Unfortunately, there is a heck of a lot of people in this country who think, oh, a letter. (laughs) Why should I send them a letter when I can send them a bullet? 
Uh, and a lot of them are willing to act upon it. Hold, 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 hold that thought one second. Bridget, military folks who are gun fetishists, who have been involved in these things, who have been going to, uh, uh, st- uh department of, what, is, who is it that, that, uh, that handles the, uh, the election returns in each state? Is it the, the, each state's, um, I, whatever the hell. If ex military people were participating in these, well, at home yelling and screaming in protest at the personal homes of these government officials, I'm, I'm guessing that that probably wouldn't be looked at real favorably. No? Don't. I mean, no, it, it wouldn't be. Um, I'm not sure if the military would actually do anything or not. Let me, let me hold that thought then. If, but if you were like retired or something like that, they could still court martial you and they could bust down your rank and take away your retirement. Could they conceivably imprison? I'll add an extra variable. If they participated they in, be able to. I'm not really sure. My understanding is that once you've been in, um, you're technically in for life. Yeah, I'm trying be- to think about that because I know I know that when um, Gulf War Two broke out, there was some talk about people that had been separated for you know, 15, 20 years being recalled back, depending on what their specialty was. The reason why I'm asking is I'm wondering, holding a protest, even yelling and screaming and banging a drum, literally, is Mm -hmm. one thing. Yeah, you're allowed to do that as long as you're not in uniform. But if these SOBs did wear their old uniform, as a show of, I was in the military, and I think that this is wrong. Or, alternatively, a weapon is brandished. Doesn't need to be loaded or fired, but is shown off. Because the intimidation factor. And, of course, the, well, I obviously wasn't going to shoot anybody with it because I have no bullets in it. Yeah, but who in the hell is going to know that? I can pretty well assume that the military would basically come down much harder on somebody that wanted to go ahead and do that the same way that civilian authorities would come down on somebody who similarly had a weapon, even if it was unloaded, in a a, a loosely organized protest, if you can even call that the way that this stuff has been going on. I'm going to have to look into that because I'm not. See, I know uh, for, I know that military people who have retired or separated from the service, when yeah, it comes to. Still, they're still, you know, subject to it, but I don't know that anybody who was like enlisted for four years and then separated, 
I don't know if they still would be or not. I'm gonna I'm that, gonna have to do some more research on that. Um that would be interesting. There's a lot of employment rules depending on um uh their pay grades and such, as well as uh informing the government, you know, about whether or not they're working for a foreign hired to work for a foreign entity or not. Um when they can actually go into holding a government position, they have to wait a certain amount of years, which, you know, uh, it's kind of like, uh, some of the clauses that people have just working for a regular company, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of restrictions, limitations and expectations. Um, but at the end of the day, if somebody who is former military, whether they're retired, separated or whatever, was to go to, say, my house, stand out on the public road, not my private property, but the public road, and at 9 o'clock at night start banging pots and pans. I can report them to the police for creating a lot of noise because we have an after-hours ordinance in my area. So, uh, well, I don't know if it's an ordinance, but there are rules in place that the police can actually uh, take you away. You can get fined and so on and so on. And if you're unruly, when the police get here, they can actually lock you up because, you know, yeah, you a, don't punch. Right. It's a noise and complaint, nuisance complaint. Yeah, gotcha. Exactly. So now, on the other hand, if he steps on my property, okay, and my property does not start right where the road ends, um, it's actually uh, it's in a bit further. It's further in than that. Yeah. Uh, in, because there is a give and take between the road and the, and the, and the, and the grass, like in most States and in most counties and things like that. So, um, but if he comes into an area that is well recognized as being my property, like my porch and starts banging on the door because I'm a, an official and I've made a call that he didn't like, um, he's trespassing and I can warn him. And if he doesn't go away, I can have him arrested for trespassing. If okay, that person has a gun, the police are not going to be very nice about taking him away. Whether it's loaded or unloaded, it's immaterial. Brandishing a firearm where I live will get you in some pretty deep shit. Let's put it this way. He could be having a paintball marker and he'd still get in some pretty deep shit. Whether he was milita- former military or not is immaital. No, I get you. The the reason why I wanted to, I'm, what I'm sorry. I'm reading here is that um is that retirees are subject to the UCMJ for life for either military or non-military offenses before or after retirement, and that SCOTUS did reaffirm that. If you're still subject to recall, then it still applies to you. If you're not subject to recall, then it no longer applies to you. But now being subject to recall has you know, also changed. Like when I first got out, they could have recalled me for six years. You know, back to active duty at any time for six years. Um, and I can imagine after that, it would be a matter of if you had uh, specific knowledge that right. would be hard pressed to train up at, at, at a quick I amount of time. could not recall you after that six years. And then they made it to where they couldn't recall you if you were older than 46 and then they could recall you. And then they changed that again. Um, I mean, this was 
gosh, this was several years ago, but it was when they were, you know, they would have recalled people like me before they would have reinstituted the draft. But I still could have been recalled back because of my prior job. And so could my husband. And I think at that point, the age limit was 60. <laughs> so it just, it, I mean, it, it changes, you know, cause, you know, when, when I first went in, I mean, I was told six years, that's it, you're done. You know, they'll never bother you again. But then when they started needing people, you know, for, Afghanistan stuff like that then they started recalling people that were in certain you know categories and so I guess to be safe you you know if you're a prior military just make sure you don't do anything against the UCMJ because Congress could at some point decide that you could be recalled the reason why I wanted to go down this uh, this particular bunny hole is because like I said, there are a number of people, and by a number, I mean not zero, who were military, who have decided that for whatever reason, their version of the country is the way that it's supposed to be, and we're just going to go ahead and use whatever tactics we can. Let's just call them bully tactics for a second here in order to intimidate other people to follow along with it. These people, I admit I'm painting again with a large brush, have a, a propensity towards being conservatives, sometimes specifically conservative Republicans. I don't necessarily bundle the two together all the time, but it happens Far too often. The people that you hear of who are, quote-unquote, gun nuts, yeah, you take a look at their voting history, and I'm pretty sure that there is a direct correlation between gun nut and Republican leaning, or more specifically, conservative leaning. That being the case. The idea that these people are trying to use whatever, whatever techniques they can, whether they're legal or beyond legal, in order to try to get their way. Not only is it unfair, not only does it not follow the rule of law, or of decorum, and we've used that word too damn many times to ignore. It, it really is borderline seditious. Mm -hmm. The only factor that's not in there that qualifies what these states' attorneys general, that's four times the Senate right so far, keeping track, good. And these representatives that have come in there, 126 of them, signing on to it all. The only thing keeping it from being technically sedition is force. And again, how you define force could very easily make this the difference between I got this guy in a hammerlock 
versus I pushed all the right buttons to make these people do what I want them to do. Is it force of personality? Or does it have to be actually pushing the button? And you know what? Right now, if you're not actually pulling the trigger, literally, pushing the button to make it happen, literally, there is that one line I absolutely detest. Plausible deniability. It's the whole diplomatic immunity moment. And it's bullshit. And that's what these guys are going to get themselves away with if, if the Democrats don't do what they're supposed to do. If the sergeant at arms doesn't do what they're supposed to do. And if the courts don't do what they're supposed to do. And I don't know what to think about it if it comes to that. I really, honestly, and truly don't. Because we've never had to deal with the... No, sorry. The closest we've ever had to deal with this was when the Church of Scientology infiltrated the federal government. Operation Snow White. I'll make sure that I link it in the notes. We, we've referenced it on many occasions. But... They infiltrated in a prescribed manner in order to get bad, damning documents about the church out of the hands of the federal government at many different groups. Now they're trying to turn away an entire election for the good of the cult. And that's all it comes down to. Kool-Aid. Drink the Kool-Aid. Flavoring. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Take a sip of water. I don't have anything left. I drank it all. Pause no, your take video. It. Go get some. Can't. I mean, the show exists without you. No, well, I think this guy from Arizona, I think that would qualify as sedition. All right. So, oh, uh, the G the GOP Twitter? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've got that one linked in the notes. By the way, um Buffalo Defiant Dad, you're my man. Uh -huh. You're yeah, my man. I love him. him. He's good people. I follow him. <laughs> <sighs> okay, Operation um Snow White? Yeah. Church of Scientology during the 70s. Yep, that's it. I'll make sure that's in the show notes, because that's important. The thing is, is that when you, shit. Um, when you call to arms, you can do it in a lot of different ways. It does not have to be an explicitly said, get your guns and go kill this person or this group of people or take them hostage, or any of that thing. You don't have to specifically tell people what to do. All you have to do is give them ideas, and they have follow-through on it. And we've seen this documented in court before. You know, there is... Um, the Mafia. The, 
no, no, hold on. I'm, uh, Sorry. There is... Um, I forget there is a legal term for it, but it's what happens when a court hears a case. Oh, uh, there's a set precedent for this. Um, throughout history of uh, people saying one thing to get other people to do something else. And Inside you're me. right about you're 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 right about uh, the mafia. They're not the only ones. Uh, it was used against them a lot. Uh, there were precedents set for that. There were precedents set for uh, political leaders inciting violence and so on and so on. Um, also cult leaders and so on. So the point is, is that we have a precedent for this idiot out of Arizona going, well, look at this guy. Are you ready to do the same? That actually starts to tiptoe into the legal area of this is in, in call to arms. This is telling people that they should be getting ready to do this. Yep. Incitement to riot. Unfortunately, most of the time that these sorts of things get prosecuted are after the violence is done. So it is entirely plausible, meaning less than zero chance, that if the correct leaders incite the proper mentality in the proper groups that we will have the next civil war. And depending on which government is in power after the end of it, we'll determine whether or not there's going to be a whole lot of uh, cases about inciting violence, inciting uh, war and things like that. So yeah, it uh, it's too little too late at that point because the deed is already done. And there's only so much you can prosecute before an act is occurs. There's only so much you can go after somebody for without breaking certain kinds of laws that we have to protect people like you and me from coming on YouTube and going, look, we don't like what this is doing. This is our thoughts. This is our feelings. And now we're not inciting violence. Um, but those laws that protect us protect those people too. And if you take it away from them, you take away our, our own protections. Freedom of speech is a double-edged sword. And it can hurt as much as, uh, it can harm as much as help. And when you allow all speech, to a degree, of course, um, nobody's allowed to go into a movie theater and yell bomb because that's illegal. So, But when you allow all speech, there's a point where people who have no scruples will take advantage of it. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of that. And it's not just by politicians. It's also by companies, organizations. We see it in our commercials. We see it with all sorts of stuff on different levels all over the place. And we Americans, and I'm saying this as a generalization, are really full of ourselves. We are on different levels. Of course, different people are, are, are think differently. Um, they're going to have some who obviously are not full of themselves to the point of where uh, I can't make a mistake. And if you take my guns, you know, other in that crap, there are some very level headed people in this country. 
Otherwise, we wouldn't have Joe Biden as the president-elect. But there's also a lot of not level-headed people. And the laws that protect the level-headed also protect the ones who aren't level. And you take away from one, you take away from the other. There's no way around that. Not, not in truth. So, what do you do? There's a lot you can do. You can, like Joe Biden and some of the other politicians have said, you have to have a civil conversation. Civil conversation requires two parties being civil. Every time I look at the news, I hear about some freaking idiot going into a store, taking their mask off and having a breakdown. You can't have a conversation with that person. Then you have the other people who say, oh, you know, no matter what vaccine comes out, I'm not taking it because I don't trust vaccines. You can't have a conversation with that person. There's a lot of people you can't have a conversation with because they don't want to have a conversation. They are so full of themselves. They're so full of whatever uh, Kool-Aid that they have drunk or whatever that their ears are shut. And no amount of begging, pleading, trying to be reasonable, trying to be nice will work. What do you do? Well, unless you want to break some laws, you just move on your day and start talking to the people who will listen and will have a civil conversation with you, who will sit down and hear your side, even if they disagree with you, listen. And, you know, we, we can do the same for others. You know, we can, I can sit down with somebody who uh, I work with who's still a Trump supporter and say, hey, how come you're still a Trump supporter? And I can listen to them and show them that I, as a not Trump supporter, can be reasonable and listen to what they have to say, even if I disagree with them. But we're two rational adults. And the problem is, is there's a lot of irrationality going around, and it's being fanned by uh, saying things like, the vaccines are going to give you sores on the bottom of your feet. It's being fanned by saying, hey, this Chinese virus is going to uh, just blow over. You know, and the Democrats are making a crap out of it because they want to lock you in your house and they want to take away your guns. And it's being fear is being used as a tool to get these people riled up, incite violence, incite, incite harm, uh, incite uh, uh, insurrection. And it's a hard, it's a hard line to walk when you're trying to be the good guy to not just reach out and slap them. I think Flynn is definitely guilty of sedition. Oh, he's a piece of work, isn't that piece of shit? I mean, uh, when you're calling for martial law and overturning the results, I mean, he, yes. Wait a minute. What was his position? He was military, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was four-star general. I'm retired, but yes, four-star general. Wait a minute. I think he was four-star. Wait a minute. 
if I remember right, you had said before that executive pardons have no jurisdiction on the military's. No, uh, uh, well, not on the military either. I mean, he would still, he could still be court-martialed and, and, uh, bested in rank and have his retirement taken away. And I think that's exactly what needs to happen to him. Um, somebody of his position, knowing full well what it means, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if there could conceivably be jail for him. If, um, yeah, I mean, if a military tribunal tries him, yeah. Oh. And I think they should. That. Especially with the way that he's behaving now. Yeah. Um, yes. You're right. Calling, calling for. Now, here's the thing. Now, this is coming from somebody who's not familiar with the ways that all the military laws and regulations work. And admittedly, neither am I. Going okay. on. Being a civvy. Yeah. Just standard, run of the mill, little guy, works for a living. I do understand that the President of the United States is, you know, commander-in-chief of all of them. Right. Army, Navy, Air Force, you name it. Yeah. So if he gets word that Flynn is suddenly going under potential court-martial, can he, as the the big guy in charge, say, no, go ahead and cancel that? Because I'm in charge right now. If you want to do it, you'll have to do it when somebody else is in charge. And this is an order from your commanding officer. Well, um... Could he do that, technically? Assuming he's smart enough. Well, I know as far as, like, active duty military, their obligation is to follow lawful orders, and to me, that would not be considered lawful. I agree. Again, knowing full well, don't know the law. But and you're right. You you are, you are... The 20th group can't do shit. Uh, the, what's the overall wording that you are morally obligated to not follow an illegal order? It, basically, that's, that's, I mean, loosely translated. Morally, but legally obligated. Legally obligated. I mean, All if right. you follow an unlawful order, they can court-martial you for doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, at the Nuremberg trials... Following orders did not work. Yes. That was just following orders. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like that was in A Few Good Men with Tom Cruise and um, a bunch of other big names. The uh, the guys uh, who were just following orders, they ended up getting in trouble. And, um, you know, because they were illegal orders. Yeah, admittedly. It's fiction, but there is always something that's rooted in fact. Right. They were using that aspect of the movie to make that part realistic, which was 
it didn't matter that the guy was doing something that uh, to that he felt was uh, to the benefit of the safety and security of this country. He was giving illegal orders, which made him wrong. And then they followed illegal orders, which got one of their own killed. Yep. And so they were wrong. And that that was the whole. Pr- uh, I just ruined the movie for anybody who uh, hasn't watched it. I apologize. Um, it's only been out for twenty five years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, some people haven't seen Spaceballs. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, there's a bunch of articles here. I used to actually have all of the articles of the UCMJ memorized by number and what they spelled out, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, well, you know, you're you're old and washed up now, so it's okay. I'm Don't old worry about it. Up, but, um, yeah, under Article 134, uh, that's a catch-all for offenses that are not spelled out elsewhere, but yeah, anything that's not a capital offense, <laughs> you can be charged under 134. And I'm not sure if that would qualify as a capital offense or not. It depends you know what else would surprise me? It depends on whether it's considered treason or not. Oh. You know what else wouldn't surprise me? Is Which that if nobody wants to do it. Do, nobody wants to do what? Go after Flynn. Think about it. And right? Article 90 clarifies that your duty is to obey the lawful orders of his or her superior. So... That kind of puts you into a bind. Because there are, wasn't it Nixon who basically said, if I do it, it's legal? He did say that. But that's not true. No, it's not. But it was also civil. God damn it. You know, here's here's the thing. We see a lot of people supporting Trump who have done things wrong. And we're seeing them get away with it because the current administration has been shielding them in many ways. And in some cases, direct pardons from uh, the Lord Head Cheeto himself. When you have a group of people who are breaking the rules and then using the rules to get themselves out of trouble, what do you do? Well, they use the rules to get out of trouble and now they're no longer in trouble. Can't, you know, no double jeopardy. (laughs) Can't do that. What do you do? Well, you have to find something new to throw at them. Well, why bother? They're just going to get out of that too. You know, like one of the things that Trump is scared of is, uh, I suspect Trump is scared of is New York. Why? Because you can't pardon yourself from what New York is hope appears to be going, getting ready to slam him with once he's out of office. And while you can pardon somebody for a crime you're about to commit, while you're uh, that a crime that they're about to commit, um, or that they may commit in the future, even if they haven't committed it yet. There's only certain kinds of crimes you can be pardoned for. And depending on where they were prosecuted and what level, well, I should say what level that they were prosecuted. Right. And what New York is preparing 
can't be pardoned for. Yeah. And if they convict him, he can never run for presidency again. Yeah. So there is one way you can use the rules and still be the good guy. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's kind of short circus a a portion of this. Presidential pardons are for federal crimes. They don't have anything to do with anything else. Federal crimes exclusively. So my home state, my my hometowns of, of New York City area, guys, you know what to do. Leave it at that. Yeah, and, and I think they will. And I hope they succeed. Because if they convict him, even if he doesn't go to jail, if they convict him, he won't be able to run for president again. Um, Bridget? Yes. Traditionally, the incoming president has allowed the outgoing president to use Marine One and Air Force One to go wherever it is that they're going home to. That's a nicety that's been granted. Mm-hmm. What if he just forgot to allow that to happen. Oopsie. Would he have to ride shotgun in the moving van, or would they allow him to drive the big truck, do you think? I'm sorry. Was that was that a little too cheeky on my part? I'm sorry. A little too cheeky. I suspect that certain appearances will allow it to be kept just to keep the peace. Uh, don't forget the oncom- incoming administration is writing their ticket was not dividing, but bringing people together from every walk of life, have them all sit at the table, all be able to talk and be listened to and to actually be understood that even if they're disagreed with, they're being shown human decency okay and i know if they pony trump out they won't be able to uphold that 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 mentality on the ticket so i suspect what we will see is trump allowed to gracefully exit and ride out on air force one what i don't think what we will see what i think will be behind the scenes is that certain uh, certain uh, things put into place so that Trump's not allowed to leave the country. New York will file its rules and such. Trump will be quietly brought in. If if he can be quietly brought in, there may be a parade, whatever. Um, at, at Trump's own doing, mind you, not not the court. Oh um, God, is he? Courts even don't show typically. Up? Courts don't typically like a circus. They like their to function proper. So he might show up, they might do things without him there, and they might have just his legal team there and only have him show up when he his when he needs to testify kind of thing. You know? And um but the point is is that we're going to probably see a lot of things happening on the down low while hopefully the press focuses on recovery, on bringing people together, on doing the proper things that we need to do to fight the frickin' pandemic. And by the way, for those who are listening that do not understand what a state mandate is, a mandate is a law. It's temporary. 
It's done in a time of emergency by the governor without requiring Senate or House approval. Um, normally, a law put in requires that. And then they, they approve it, and then the governor signs off on it. In this case, it is a power directly given to the governor. And yes, it is enforceable by law and the police. So if your governor says that they have made a statewide mandate to wear a mask, and if you're out in the general populace in, in, in conditions that have been set where a mask is required and you're not wearing it, yes, you can be arrested for that. And yes, depending on the, on the penalties, there might be jail time, there might be financial hit, there might be both. So a, a state mandate is a law. It's just temporary. And a pandemic, because a lot of people don't seem to understand what a pandemic is, it's a disease that has gone into multiple countries. Okay. And when we specify the countries experiencing this pandemic, it's a state of emergency. These are things that people are getting up in arms about. They don't want to hear it anymore. It's one of the reasons why they're supporting Trump and his cronies. And more importantly, it's also why so many of them are willing to make a call to arms. Because some of them, while semi-level-headedness, they're getting tired. They're getting fatigued. And we've got to listen to them, the ones who are fatigued. And we've got to help them through this. Otherwise, they're going to become the ones who are ready to die and, you know, and are fully aware that the justices of peace robes or, or the, uh, the Supreme Court robes are not bulletproof. We need to help those people and keep them level headed. Yeah, if only. We got a couple of moments uh, before we got to go ahead. And, and yeah, I know it was kind of a tangent, but it all ties together, it all pulls together. Yeah. A lot of folks yeah. because we have Real. one side yeah and what this guy is doing a call to arms inciting violence it's it. yeah I mean from what I'm reading here if Flynn were you know brought up on charges for this he'd be looking at being stripped of his right all of his uh, retirement and possibly 20 years confinement Um, and I'm just looking it up right now. He, he is currently 61 years old. They might just strip him of his retirement and reduce the sentence by 10 years. Because if he had a really good officer attorney, uh, they would make the case for that kind of sentence might see him dead in jail. I'm Granted, he's asking for the death of a lot of people, too. So, I mean, at the same time, I wouldn't care. I was like, oh, you're inciting violence? You're inciting an insurrection against our own government? I don't care if you die in jail. Have fun. Bye. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say it. If if Michael Flynn was asking for effectively a treasonous act, 
an illegal order and encouraging it. I've got no problem with him rotting and dying in a cell. I'll just, I'll just put that one there. Do I want somebody to put a bullet in him? No, but you know what? Is there a possibility he could be rehabilitated? Sure. It's possible. It's also possible I could be transported to Equestria, but that's uh, not exactly a very high possibility. So we'll just leave it there. You see where I'm going. We really got to wrap up. Um, Tech, you, you, you were kind of talking last. Is, is there any... Anything left on the table for you at this point? Mostly the fact that, again, uh, right now, a lot of people have uh, pandemic fatigue, and it's causing them to behave irrationally. I see it in a group of people I play games with. Um, and, and granted, their level of irrationality is, is a little bit different. You know, they're not getting ready to go out and blow somebody up or any of that kind of thing because games don't do that people make those kinds of decisions for other reasons um but there is a lot of fatigue going on and there's a lot of tempers a lot of people have very thin lines that cross over that cause them to become very emotional right now this pandemic's ruined a lot of marriages um a lot of things have gone wrong because we're dealing with something that we the people on this scale not had to handle before. And when you hear somebody calling for violence, I urge you to say, look, let's sit down, and have a conversation instead of calling to violence, because right now violence is not the answer that we need. We need peace and we need to work together. And if they're willing to, then do so. But make sure that if you say it, you're what you mean it. But if they're not willing to, you got somebody that you need to be a little leery of because they, yeah, uh, I don't know how to put it into words. Be cautious, pick your battles, but do so using reason. And for those of you out there, Please be safe, stay healthy, be well, social distance, wear your mask, wash your hands, and be conscious of others. You know, you wipe your nose and then you go touch a can of peas at the grocery store and put it back. You may have just given the next person who touches that can COVID if they aren't following proper hand washing procedures. Or you might have gotten it from somebody else by picking up that can. And you didn't follow hand-washing procedures. So, be safe. And try try to stay calm as much as you can. Some of us actually care about you. Bridget? I don't really have anything. Not even about Mike Pence? Well, you could add Mike. You could add Mike Flynn to that grouping at this point. Yeah, just 
I can't even. You know what? Hold on a second. Mike Pence was not in the military, correct? He wasn't. So you could appropriately go ahead and say for him. What? Go, go, Mike Pence? Go ahead. Say what for him? For Mike Pence? Come on. You can do it. Oh, well, I said fuck Mike Pence. Okay. But since Mike Flynn was in the military and you were, and we don't want to get you in trouble, and since I wasn't in the military, on your behalf, I will go ahead and say fuck Mike Flynn. This way you don't get into any kind of trouble and he can't do shit to me. So sounds good. <laughs> I mean, we, we don't want, we don't want to be screwing around with, you know, you know, yeah. I think I'm pretty safe from the feds here, but, you know, shout out to the NSA. <laughs> yes. Is that how you're listening? Nice to know I you guys in echo going through my head while you were saying all that. What are the odds, do you think, Mike Pence is going to be the one to say that uh, uh, Trump concedes the loss of the presidency? Because Trump would never do it. So, <laughs> you know, Mike Pence is going to have to be the one to, to, to suck on that lollipop. No, he won't. Oh, but I think any you know, visions that he had of running for POTUS in 2024 just kind of went Yeah. He's not polling very well. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Because he sucks. Indiana didn't want him back again. We were glad to get rid of him. Just feel bad for the rest of the country that he was voiced on and everybody else. I think uh, Texas likes him. I don't think Texas yeah. likes anybody right now. They only got like 4% or something, some ridiculous low number on some poll of people that they wanted to run in 2024. I don't remember the exact percentage, but it was not very much. Fair enough. He's he's done. Let me go ahead and just leave you all with this. These are the times that try men's Patience. And I say that from the standpoint of we want things done. We want things done right. We want things done so that things work better later. I get that. Same as what Tech was saying earlier. You know, we've all got a little bit of cabin fever, and that sure as hell ain't helping anything. We got people who want to basically subvert the rule of law. They refuse to acknowledge decorum. That's a problem. Because if you can't agree on the rules of the game, which game are you playing? You want to you want to say that you're playing Calvin Ball, you know, cool. At least, you know, at least we understand that even though Calvin Ball is chaotic, it has rules to its chaos. What we've got going on right now? I don't know, man. And I know a lot of us don't. All we can do is, as was said, stay safe. If you want to pick battles, be very, very, very conscious of what kind of battles, never mind what they are. There are a lot of people that are going to get hurt when this is all over. 
I hate to say it, but I think it's absolutely inevitable. Do I think that there's going to be a civil war too? I can't believe that I'm going to say, I don't know. But I have no problem with admitting. That possibility absolutely chills me to the bone. I don't want that. A lot of people don't want that. The piece that absolutely terrifies me is that there are a lot of people who do. And believe it or not, if there's even one level beyond that, it's because of why they want that. Because they just don't know better. It's a failing on our part as a society. I got too much to say about that. I'm just going to let it go there because I don't think that I should say any further. As always, thank you very much for being with us, everybody. Hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and you got something to think about for yourself for the future. I know Doc had to uh, leave early, but you know, I'll give him a little nod because, let's face it, you know, he's good people. Stephanie, thank you for being with us for a good part of tonight. You take good care of yourself. And, you know, we're kind of watching the news as to what's going on with the whatever the hell Brexit is going to be at this point. I know. I know. I'm worried for you guys, too. So, you know, just do your best to stay safe with everything. Tech, you... I know everything else that's been going on. You know, you take care of yourself and... You know. Yeah. It's, uh... It's going to be a rough one. But, you know... We're all going through rough. And while my rough may be not as bad as somebody else has, it doesn't diminish what I'm going through. Likewise, it doesn't diminish anybody else's. We're all in pain. We're all suffering. We're all in it together. Stop forgetting that, people. Seriously. We are in this together. And reach out if you need help. Even to a stranger even to a stranger because we're all humans. We're all people. And you'd be surprised who you get some help from like that guy who made the news for paying off all those bills and such. So you guys take care. Bridget, you too. You take care of yourself, please. Well, we'll try. (laughs) Been a long 2020 going to be a long winter. <laughs> yeah. Look at the bright side. Um, anybody trying to sneak over into Russia in the middle of winter is probably going to get turned back around. I'm sorry. I, I have no idea why I said that. It's, I'm sure <laughs> I'd probably have Joe snorting right about now, but that's, that's all the thing. Anything you want to plug at this point for tonight? Really? Just not feeling it. <laughs> it's fair enough. 
Uh, and as an aside, by the way, uh, Stephanie had also said really quickly, uh, the MAGA mob is very noisy, but not that strong. If they start a war, they will not get very far. Take care and look after yourselves. Yeah, you know, the thing that worries me the most about that isn't how much they are around here in the States. Sorry, in the colonies. <laughs> the fact that they show up on your doorstop over there back in the old country. Yeah, Germany is starting to have some issues with their QAnon adherence over there, too. Brilliant. Which I don't, I guess you missed that on the news, but they're having to guard their uh, facilities where they're going to start doing vaccinations because apparently they've gotten some threats and they've got some anti-maskers there that are acting out and there was some, I forgot what city it was in, but you know, some clinic or something or the other had some Molotov cocktails thrown at it. So brilliant. Yeah. So they're, you know, keeping an eye on their own QAnon anti-masker people. Great. Not a really yeah. good idea. I mean, petrol is really expensive out there. They really shouldn't be doing that. I, I know, but our our, cra our, our crazy has <laughs> snuck, snuck. Yet another export that we have, isn't it? Yeah, our crazy has made its way up into some places in Canada and apparently over to Germany as well, which is just brilliant. Anyway, maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll end up talking a little bit about that later. Hopefully next week I'll have something different to talk about. Something that might be a little bit lighter for change. <laughs> Don't count on it, but you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. So anyway, if you'd like to get the voice version of this, the podcast version, you can swing on over to holycrapthevlogcast.com. The audio only podcast is available over there when Dallin gets around to it. Cause you know, that's, that's what he does. And Dallin, thank you very much for that. Uh, on behalf of Joe and Joseph, thank you everybody for being with us. We'll see when they're able to rejoin us again. If you'd like to leave a voicemail message for us, the phone number for that is 859-HCTV-554, 859-428-8554. Please, please, please. We really can't stress this enough. Please, please be safe. Don't take extra risks for yourselves. Please do the best that you can. And remember, you don't have to go nuts this holiday season. Just take it nice and easy. Meantime, we will talk to you guys again next week. As always, until that time. I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. Peace and long life. Live long and prosper. My lady, 15 plus years, I am still in love. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, 
Thank you for listening.